Welcome to the Tribal Podcast. We believe that true deep learning happens when you understand, remember, and deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge. This podcast covers the first part, understand. So together, let's get the key takeaways from this book, Understood. Surrounded by Idiots by Thomas Erickson is the name of the book we're covering on this episode. What a great name for a book that is, because we have all probably thought that or even maybe said it out loud um, that I am surrounded by idiots. Um, And the point he makes in this book is that we're not surrounded by, well, maybe you are surrounded by idiots, but for the most part, we're not surrounded by idiots. What we're surrounded by is different personality types. And if you're not aware of the way that different people communicate based on their personality type, then it's, uh, it's going to frustrate you. It's going to um, just rub you up the wrong way. And you'll probably utter that immortal phrase, I'm surrounded by idiots. So the book is really about communication. It's, uh, it's about a few different things, really. It's about communication, ultimately. But it's about the psychology, I suppose, behind the different personality types that, that the author um, puts forward. And he does it in a way that is... He obviously, like a lot of these books, he, he uses a lot of statistics and, you know, analogies and stories from his own personal life to kind of, you know, reinforce his point. And the personality types that he lays out, I think, are quite interesting. The one challenge, the one slightly annoying thing I think about it is that he gives the different personality types. There's four of them, according to this, this author. He gives them different colors. So uh, he calls them red, yellow, green and blue. So as you're going through the book, he'll talk about a, a, a blue person or a green person or a yellow person and so on. And if you can't remember what that one is again, you know, hang on, I have to go back, flick back and see what exactly that means again. Or he starts talking about the different combinations of people. And so that's, sorry, it's a small gripe because the once once you understand the four different colors, you, you can almost start to, you, people pop into your head and go, oh, I know that now. I know who that is, what type of person that is. So what this book is great for is giving you a great insight into how you should probably approach people depending on what you think their personality type is. Of course, like any of this stuff, none of us are um, experts, I assume. I, I assume most people are just trying to look looking to get an edge in, in their personal and professional life by understanding themselves and others. Let's assume that none of us are um, qualified psychologists we're because we're not qualified psychologists we're not qualified to to really you know rubber stamp something and say well that person is definitely a red type or yellow type or whatever so all this can really do like a lot of things to do with sales communication leadership persuasion all the different things that we talk about on this podcast all it can ever really do is kind of give you a way into it where you'll then have to go and trial and error these things and decide uh, what works for you and what you should dis- discard. Now, another thing, I and I actually mentioned this, I was on somebody's podcast there a while ago, and I mentioned this, and I've probably said it on, on this podcast as well, that when we teach these kinds of behavioral skills or soft skills, as some people call them, we we have to do it the way he does it in this book by breaking it up into individual, very defined uh, categories. But in reality, all of these things, they wash over each other and they, they uh, conflict with each other and, and sometimes something is right and sometimes something is wrong. I've said it before about the, the books on negotiation that we've covered so far, that some of them have 
they're in, in complete contradiction to each other. So then you might ask yourself, well, which is right then? How am I supposed to know which is right? And I think the, the point is that in different situations, different things are going to be correct, right? That's probably the best way of thinking about it. And it's the same thing here. As I was reading this book, Surrounded by Idiots by, by Thomas Erickson, I was thinking of these these four different personality types as almost like a sliding scale. And as he describes them in the book, it's like the, the extreme end of of each of those scales, if you like. So, so I'll, I'll get into what, what each of the four different colors mean in a second, but it's important to keep in mind that as we're going through it, the examples that he gives or the, the, the characteristics of, if you like, of, of these different personality types, they're the extreme end. So say, for example, uh, sure, we'll just, I'll start. The, the first one is, the, is the, the red, right? The red type of personality. It's somebody who's aggressive, somebody who is um, ambitious, um, they're very decisive. They have they're competitive at all times. They can sometimes be hot tempered. They're not into long meandering meetings, right? A meeting with a with a red type personality is an exchange of information. So they have minimal interest in caution in relationships. You know the way, like if you're working with somebody who's either your boss or one of your direct reports, or you know, at the same level, who, whoever it is, most people will probably not want to hurt someone's feelings or, um, you know, just be mindful of how you speak to others. His point in this book is that somebody who is a, a red personality type doesn't care. They just, this is an exchange of information. What do I care if I hurt someone's feelings or not? So they have no problem um, having an argument if, if it's going to get them what they want. They have no problem speaking their mind and revolting really against the, the traditional ways of doing things. And the examples that he gives are people like um, Maggie Thatcher, or Margaret Thatcher, I should call her, and Steve Jobs, and even um, Barack Obama, who I don't know if I want to put Barack Obama in there, but I guess he's right. He is somebody, like, I guess you don't get to be president of America unless you're, you know your own mind and you're, you're not much of a, of a doormat, I suppose. So the, the first one, that, that red type, is um, that it's somebody who's dominant, and it's probably somebody you would call an alpha, right? Somebody who has no problem... Uh, speaking up in meetings, answering questions that weren't asked of them, right? So if a question is asked of somebody else in a meeting, the red personality type will jump in if they think they know the answer. They don't, they, they just want to get things done. So they're, to them, quick equals good, right? That's probably a, a, a rule of thumb for the for the red type. Oh, one other thing as well, actually, at the start, he talks about how, um, <laughs> I'm going to pronounce this name, you know, the Hippocratic Oath, which is what doctors take, right? That's based on a bloke. And I'm looking at his name written down here, and it says Hippocrates. But that, there's no way, because all I can think of now is just a crate with a hippo in it. Hippocrates it must be, is it? It's not Hippocrates. Anyway, <laughs> I know that. It must be the Hippocratic oath, so it must be hippo, Hippocrates. Hippocrates, is it? I don't know. Anyway. This fella back in the day, he he was supposedly the first person to to recognize these different personality types, and he had his own names for them. So the first type of um, personality, that red type, he'd call a choleric, right, or caloric, no choleric, um, which again, I don't know why he mentions this in the book because he doesn't actually really refer to it again. He just kind of says this is what Hippocrates called it. Um, but anyway, just sort of mention because it's there. So red type anyway is the the alpha, if you like, the, the dominant person, person who likes to just get things done. Um, if there isn't 
is there isn't a competitive edge to something they probably lose interest. The yellow type then is uh, sanguine, right? Which supposedly just means optimistic. I didn't know that, um, but that's what that means. Uh, so somebody who's optimistic or cheerful or confident, um, they have the gift of the gab, right? They can probably, real bubbly personality, good at talking, but they don't really listen. It's that kind of person who's probably a little bit chaotic, right? They're, they're full of good humor. They see the good and everything. Um, you know, if it's raining, they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy jumping in puddles kind of thing. And they have minimal interest in routine. So those people can be great to like, those people can, can really get ahead in life because they are great at inspiring people. Right. So they're, they're great at, uh, not necessarily great at detail, not necessarily great at routine, but when it comes to when 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 a team's back is to the wall, it's the yellow type that really that you want to send in that optimistic and and cheerful, uh, you know, always sees the silver lining kind of thing. That's the kind of person you want to send in. Those people can get promoted right to the very top, just by being able to inspire a team because that's all really any job is really about. Uh, I've said it before that I don't think it really matters what the subject is of your work. As long as you're solving interesting problems with good people, uh, the the rest is it's a bonus if you if you enjoy it or if you if you can if you can find ways to um, get into that flow state with it. But the the yellow type of personality, according to the author, they can go right to the top just by by being cheerful and being inspiring to other people. The green type of personality then is somebody who's calm and balanced and they're easygoing good listeners and they have minimal interest in change and what he says and actually towards the end of the book is that the green type is like a a blend of all the other uh three types together right so uh they they, they'll be good listeners they don't rock the boat they're team players and he talks about uh michelle obama and, and mahatma gandhi as being the um the the standouts, if you like, or the, the, the obvious ex- examples of them. Then the blue type of personality is somebody who's melancholic, right? Who is a bit of a pessimist. They have a slow reaction to things. They have a minimal interest in relationships. And as, as he was describing the blue personality type, I, I was thinking of a couple of people in, in my life, friends of mine who really fit that, that, that mold of slow analytical, um, perfectionists they keep their thoughts to themselves they're realists um, it might take them a while to make a decision but you know that that decision will be well thought out when he talks about Bill Gates or Albert Einstein or even he talks about Dr. Spock from, from Star Trek so the personality types give, give another quick real quick recap uh, red type is ambitious yellow type is optimistic green type is calm and easygoing and the blue type is um, a pessimist, but he also says like you should really call them a realist. So it's not necessarily that they're pessimistic. They just, you know, they're not going to fall for for the bells and whistles. Maybe that the yellow type might try and sell them. Um, they're going to have well thought out ideas, and they're not just going to um, to jump into things. So the perceptions then of the the red type. Now, actually, it's it's worth pointing out. I think that. Uh, this book is called Surrounded by Idiots. And if you've ever felt that, if you've ever felt that you are surrounded by idiots, it's worth thinking, first of all, what type am I? And I think this is just, I've no backup for this. I've no data to back this up. But I think when anyone listens to that type of explanation or that type of breakdown of personality types, 
they'll always look for the one that they think is the best. And they'll, they'll almost try and shoehorn themselves into that. Like, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm the, I'm a, I'm optimistic and I'm a team player and I have well thought out thoughts and so on. You know, and anything they consider negative, they don't necessarily want to, uh, to imagine that that's them. So, but then again, what some people might think is negative, someone else might think is is uh, really positive. It's like uh, I was thinking about the the red type there, somebody who has a um, has minimal interest and caution in relationships. I would think that's a bad personality trait, but maybe because I'm more, I don't know, um, more green, maybe more yellow. I don't know, but it's in, I think it's an interesting thing. Your your starting point here should be what type am I. But you can't just go for what you think is the best one, right? <laughs> and make yourself fit into that. You have to really kind of do the work and 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 almost like stare at the window and think, well, can I think of a concrete example where I was too dominant or where I was dominant and it was a good thing? And you can kind of start to see where you fit in. And like I said at the beginning, this is almost like a it, it's a sliding scale from the extreme out in every direction, all four directions right back into the middle where the four of them probably meet and you're you're probably somewhere you know midway on one of them you know near the end on another one like there's like i said in the real world these things all kind of crash over each other and, and kind of meld together but in order to teach them in order to really understand them which is what this podcast is for you have to kind of spit them out and say well the extreme version of red is you know, domineering and ambitious and, you know, hot-tempered and just wants to exchange information. The yellow is really optimistic. Green is really calm and balanced and tolerant. And the blue is uh, realist and has a slow reaction and likes to keep them, keep themselves to themselves. But one of the things he talks with them, which is interesting, is not just, okay, this is who I think I am or this is who I think other people are. He talks about the perception, how we perceive these different personality types. So say, for example, the the red type personality, he says they might be ambitious and, and domineering and, you know, looking for that exchange of information. But the way that can be perceived is that they can be perceived as rude or impatient or aggressive or control freaks, which is, I mean, we've all met those people. It's, it's always the people who just want to go at 100 miles an hour. They're not interested in the details necessarily. They're not necessarily interested in having long winding conversations about something we exchange information and we get on with the task at hand because they are competitive, because they are uh, ambitious. They just want to get things done. And because they're competitive, then there's also this edge of just trying to win all the time, whether it's against themselves or against some imagined um, competition. So the way a red personality type is perceived can be rude, impatient, aggressive, or, or a control freak. The yellow type then, so this is the person who's optimistic and sees the, the best in everything, as the gift of the gab is great at talking, it means that they're bad listeners. So they can be perceived as being bad listeners. Somebody who just kind of, and you've, you've all met those people who, you're, you're, you know that person who's, who you're talking to and you know this person's not listening at all. They're just waiting for me to stop talking so they can start talking again. They're bad listeners, right? They're not, they're not calming down and kind of, you know, relaxing their mind and really actively listening to somebody. So they can be over talkative and because they're bad listeners and they're over talkative, they could be perceived as being careless or superficial or easily distracted or self-centered. Right? So somebody who just talks and talks and talks is telling stories and making people laugh the whole time. They might think they're the life and soul of the party, but someone else goes, Jesus, does this person ever shut up? Right? So they, they're self-centered. And then the next one, then the, the green type 
this is the person who's calm and is the team player and so on. They can be perceived as being pleasant and caring and, and, and loyal, but they can also be considered to be naive or gullible because they are such a team player. They can be seen as, um, you know, because they just go along and they don't necessarily like confrontation. Uh, they, it can be a bit gullible, like they just kind of, you know, do what they're told kind of thing. And they can also be resistant to change them because of that. And the last one then, the, the, the blue type, is the type of person who is the, the realist and analytical. And I didn't say earlier when I was thinking about somebody, a friend of mine, I was thinking about who works as a, a CFO, a chief financial officer in, in a company. Uh, I would consider him to be to be like that. And it, it's, it suits him to the ground. Like he's big into numbers. He's big into analyzing, gets a lot of uh, joy out of solving those kinds of problems. But the perception can be that that kind of person is aloof or cold-hearted or insensitive. And they can be considered insensitive because they're not necessarily interested in uh, building relationships. They're interested in the data. There's a, a, you know, Jordan Peterson, I know he's he's quite divisive, but um, he said something before about how, you know, at a very high level, how, how people are split. Some people are into things. Some people are into people. Right, so you're either into people or you're into things. You, you generally lean one way or another. And looking at these at these different personality types, you could probably break them up that way. Red and blue, so the ambitious and uh, realist are probably into things, into data, into competition, that kind of thing. And the yellow and green, the calm, optimistic people, they're probably more into people, right? And I guess it's not an exact science, but that's why I would kind of think about these things. So the, anyway, getting back to the um, perception of the, the blue personality types, where they can be aloof, cold-hearted, and sensitive, uh, but they probably have a rich inner life, which means that they're, they like their own company, they're, they're well able to amuse themselves, they're well able to you know, come up with thought experiments for themselves, so they don't necessarily um, want input from other people, they just they like maybe you know, crunching data, that kind of thing. Um, but one of the things they say is that the, like a yellow person could do something in an hour, but blue, it'll take them all day because they, blue like to analyze and they're never really finished or a bit of a perfectionist and they just want to, um, just keep tipping away at something rather than, um, you know, decide that something is finished. There's always more to analyze essentially. Um, so back to the, to the red person then, uh, they're not afraid of a bit of confrontation if it's going to get them what they're looking for. And like I said there a while ago, I, you know, we're all listening to this, um, you know, even as I'm talking, I'm listening to myself, wondering where do I fit into, into that personality type and, and who are the people on my team um, and on my previous teams that I've worked with that would fit into different personality types. Um. And I was thinking there was, it reminded me of something about this idea that somebody who's in the, this red personality type, you're not necessarily afraid of a bit of confrontation. Um, and my wife says that to me sometimes that you're, you know, in the mood for a fight, uh, but it'd be over something ridiculous. Like that. I sent them um, an email to, uh, what are they called? Finish that make the dishwasher tablets. Because <laughs> this still abuses me because you know that you buy the big bag and dishwasher tablets. I don't know why they're so expensive. Like it's, you know, 15, 18 euro for, you know, a big bag of them, but just always seems to kind of, it hurts a little bit when you buy that and it costs that much. It just seems expensive to me compared to like, 
I don't know, washing up liquid or normal soap. I don't know why it's so expensive. But I opened the bag and the, let's say it was 80 tablets, right? You know, they're, they're pre-wrapped tablets in the in the thing. They'd all congealed into one. And they were still in their individual, you know, plasticky things. But all the plasticky things had kind of melted together. So when I went to take one tablet out, I took almost the entire bag out with me. Like there was like just this massive monster of of congealed tablets. And I decided I was in the mood for a fight. So I, I took a picture of it and sent this big, long, meandering email to finish about, you know, how upset I was about this and stuff. And um, anyway, they sent, they sent me a voucher. But I remember thinking I, I was... Uh, on another day, I could go, Asher, who cares? What's the big deal? But this day, it's like, no, this, that's enough. I'm not having this. This, <laughs> this isn't okay. So, um, yeah, so I don't know, maybe, maybe like I'd, I'd fit into that kind of, you know, no nonsense when I'm in the mood for it. Um, but I'm not competitive. Like one of the things they say in this book is that people who are the red personality type, and I guess, again, this is somebody who's at the, the far end of the spectrum. Somebody who is, you know, really competitive is competitive all the time they're competitive you know playing monopoly with their kids whereas i'm not like i i i uh me and my wife and my eldest daughter played cluedo there a while ago i'd never played it before believe it or not uh, and i won but i've no idea how i won i still i'm still confused as to how i figured it out like but i'm not competitive like or if i'm but then if i'm playing chess or something then i get really competitive from playing poker I want to take everyone's money. Like it's it's a strange thing how I can be competitive in some ways but not others. I said I don't know. Maybe it's something. I think maybe it's because I, if I think I can win, I want to win, or, yeah, I don't know. But other things, yeah, I just don't seem to care about. So I'm definitely on that scale. Is my is my point there that I'm definitely on that red personality type sliding scale, if you like, but not all the time. Um, I'm definitely optimistic, but I'm definitely a realist as well. I'm but like again, like look, look, look at the Greenman where you say, well, pleasant and caring and a team player and loyal, well, definitely all of them. But then naive and gullible. Oh, no, no, I'm not naive. I'm not gullible, but I probably am. I think I probably am a bit naive. I wouldn't say gullible, but I'm probably a bit naive. I'm, I'm probably a bit too trusting, I would say, maybe. Um, but then again, not necessarily a bad thing. So in my book, anyway, I don't think it's a bad thing. Another thing they say then about the 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 red personality types is that they're always in this this competition, um, and a remind this this competition mode I should say, and it reminded me of um I don't know if anyone remembers the Fast Show, I think it was the Fast Show they used to have a character called Competitive Dad, where like that he'd be playing cricket or football or something with one of his like six or seven year old son and we just blasting penalties past the kid and the, the kid be standing the full size goal like as the goalkeeper and he'd just be blasting penalties past some more playing cricket with him just walloping the the cricket ball like out into the trees and stuff it, it just it was very amusing because that it is an amusing thing to see somebody who's competitive all the time and especially somebody who is um competitive with their own children where there's just no need to be and uh, so they'll always talk the loudest as well they'll always be first to answer a question and another thing, another way to, to spot a red personality type, it's the person who has an opinion about everything, which can be a, a strong thing, I think, sometimes, but they'll never, they'll ne- you'll probably never hear them say, I don't know enough about that to have an opinion, which I think is a, is a strong statement if you, if you can bring yourself to say it, but, but uh, a red personality type might not necessarily have that in them that ability to say, I don't know enough about that to have an opinion. 
Um, so then the yellow personality types and the the sun is always shining, right? They're, they even if um, you know the whole world is falling apart, they'll find something to to go along with or something to um, to look for the positive in. I suppose the green personality types and confrontation is their worst nightmare. Um, if someone asks them for help, they'll say yes every time, and this is something to look for in your direct reports. You know, somebody who is a people pleaser will probably be a, gr- a green personality type where they'll just say yes to everyone because they're a team player and they want to help. But that can be, it actually, just as I'm saying that, reminds me of Radical Candor by Kim Scott, which is another podcast we've done uh, where she talks about that kind of thing where being nice isn't necessarily always the right thing to do. Sometimes you do have to be direct. Sometimes you do have to be radically candid, if you like. So, it's something to look out for if you do have, say, somebody who's who's new to the professional life, you know, somebody in their, I don't know, early 20s who is, is trying to please everyone. Get them in, get it into the marriage that they don't have to say yes to everything. They have to prioritize what they have to prioritize. They can't say yes to everything all the time. Uh, and then the, the, the blue people, like I said, they are detail orientated and they just like to be left alone to, to do their own thing. Other things that he talks about in this uh in this book is how to deal with them right how to if you if you think you've spotted somebody who is a a, like say a red personality type and let's say it was somebody on your team some one of your direct reports who is a a a red person there's no need to butter them up there's no need to um you know tell them how great you are before you give them the negative feedback they'll spot it and they, they won't they won't respect you for it but what you have to do is to back up your criticism with concrete examples. So to them, if you're if you're giving them negative feedback, it's an exchange of information. But they're going to push back if you don't if you don't have something to back it up with. Like they'll they'll try and convince you otherwise. The yellow per- people and the yellow personalities, these optimistic, cheerful, makes everyone laugh kind of thing. There's no point going into a, a a feedback situation with them like where you're going to give them some negative feedback there's no point going into them with just you know laying it all out for them they'll want to bond a little bit you'll have to laugh at their jokes so you, you need to be prepared but you also need to have an agenda because they're they're they might be a bad listener they might be easily distracted and they're just seeing the the best and everything they might try and get you off the agenda because you know they want to tell you a story about something so be prepared for them the green personality types they don't want attention and they they fear conflict so much that they might actually just agree with your criticism to the point where you backpedal right and go yeah actually no it's not that bad so watch for that as well somebody who is is in is is overly agreeing with what you're saying and they're kind of you know you're giving a little bit of negative feedback and you know putting an action plan in place for you know improving a particular aspect of what they're doing in their job but then they can go over the top with agreeing with you and going even further than you went. And then you end up having to pull them back. Go, well, actually, well, it's not, that, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Let's just, you know. But you can end up back, backpedaling too much then. So you have to watch for that as well. So, And like I said, this, this, is not, this is not easy stuff to, it's easy to explain. It's easy for me to sit here and just kind of say it all out loud. But in the real world, this is tough thing. These are tough things to do. And, you, and really what you have to do is, is uh, you know, trial and error is to really sit and think about the people on your team or the people who are reporting to you or the people that you report to 
and start off with, I think, I think they might be this type, a bit more of that, and so on and so forth. And the last one, then, the, the blue, they don't want small talk either, but they want lots and lots of details. So they'll want more than just one concrete example. They'll, they'll want to get into the weeds about what happened and what didn't happen in a particular meeting or in a particular project or something. So watch out for that as well with a blue, with a blue um, personality type that they, they want the details. They like to analyze the data. So give them the data to analyze is what I'd say. He gives them um, a pretty amusing thing then as well. But if you want to stress out a, uh, each of the personality types, how you, how you would go about it. Um, so for example, the, 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 the red personality types, if they're in an unchallenging or mundane job or they're in a job without any uh, any authority or anyone recognizing how great they are then they'll it'll it'll demotivate them to the point of you know it'll it'll cause stress for them the yellow personality types they don't like to be isolated they don't like to be ignored don't they don't like a strict routine and they don't like being reprimanded in front of others or they don't like they don't like anything that's kind of not a party, if you like, which sounds a bit weird for you know professional environment. But can you put them into a role or give them something in a project where they're talking to lots of different people and and there's challenges to overcome, but they not necessarily like within a strict routine kind of thing. Um, that's what they, that's what they like. And if you if you want to stress them out, then do the exact opposite of that. The green personality types, they're calm and they're balanced. But they don't like change, right? So any sudden changes in routine, like making them redo work that they consider finished, th- that's going to go badly. So let's say somebody presents, you know, a, a piece of work and, and it has to be redone. They would probably probably prefer to, to meet you at different stages along the way before they consider it finished so that you can give feedback. And then once it's done, it's done. The blue people then, you can probably guess what, what would stress out the blue people. It's um, making them be spontaneous, right? Um, or working with overly emotional people or making changes without explanation. And that's that's going to be a, a key thing to, to upset the um, the blue types. One other thing you talk, actually, there's a couple of chapters on um, how to how to how to deal with different personality types and how to to recognize them but i think i've covered a lot of it there so there's probably two or three chapters at the end that are worth reading but i don't know if there's that much actionable content i think the real actionable content is in understanding different personality types understanding the perception of each of those personality types how to deal with them and then how to stress them out if that's what you really want to do which you probably don't but the final thing he talks about is um the combinations if you want to put a team together he talks about putting blue and red together um so a blue and red is like having an accelerator and a break. So the, the red is the go, go, go. The blue is, like, well, let's hang on now. Let's let's see. Um, or he talks about the, the green-yellow combination. So I kind of mentioned this a, a while ago there about the, uh, the things versus the people uh, orientation. So blue and red would both be things, or it's like getting things done, one slower than the other. And the green and yellow are both people-orientated. So depending on what kind of job you're trying to get done or what the project is, think about the different personalities you're going to put on the, 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 the team and who's going to be given what responsibilities. One of the things he says is, is a disaster would be a red and a green. So the red is go, go, go. The green is let's all calm down. He said the only way that's going to work is if, uh, if you're looking for a leader and a follower. So 
Red is absolutely in charge. Green is going to do what they're told. And then the absolute worst is yellow and blue, which uh, makes a lot of sense. I think the yellow is, you know, full of life and bubbly and cheerful and confident and sees the best in everything. And but then the blue is like slow and not interested in relationships and is a perfectionist and um, is a realist. So the absolute worst is the yellow blue. Yellow dives in. Blue wants to analyze. But I think ultimately with, with all of this. It's it's like I said it already, but it's it's easy to kind of say, well, these are the four different personality types. It's another thing to actually spot them in the wild, if you like, and to uh, apply them, apply these ideas. But I think what you should do, and I think what the real actionable content is from this book, is giving yourself a way in. So if you're struggling to, with your teams, if you're struggling with, um, you know, why people can't get on or why people don't, don't, don't seem to be making any progress. You could have a red and a yellow, where there's a lot of talking, but not much listening. Right? So red likes to talk, yellow likes to talk, so the red is the ambitious, overbearing, has, has lots of opinions. And then the yellow type is you know loves a chat as well, loves making people laugh. So there could be a lot of talking, but not much listening. So sometimes that can happen where you get that project creep, you know, where your deadlines keep getting missed and no one can put their finger on why. It could be that. It could be things that are happening when you're not, you're not even in the room. So if you can kind of figure out, well, there's a, there's a red person and a yellow person on this team, maybe that's the problem. Or maybe it's um, the absolute worst version. You've got a yellow and a blue type on the team. You think, oh, that's why it's not, that's why they keep clashing all the time. So... I think it's easier said than done with this stuff as well, especially if there's a project up and running and you have to then swap swap people out. But I think the, the actionable content from this book is to give yourself a way to um give your give yourself a way in to understanding people. And then you can look at things like um other podcasts we've done, like the the influence, the the psychology of um of persuasion, those kinds of things where you can start thinking, right, well, if I can understand, I think it's this kind of person, I think this is how they would be persuaded. I think this is how this person should be led. I think this is how this person should be coached. And um, this person needs to kick up the arse. This person needs an arm around the shoulder. That kind of thing. I think that's what the key, that's my takeaway anyway from this book is to understand that there are different personality types. Um, red, yellow, green, and blue. And it's a it's a way into a person's personality to kind of give you an idea of, of how they should be treated. So that's it. Go to... Um, mytribal.com for more details on the map to go with this you want to put some of this into uh, deliberate practice so it's m-y-t-r-i-b-e-l.com i'll talk to you again soon hey before you go just a quick message about tribal and what we're all about we believe that true learning happens when you understand remember and deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge and this podcast just covered the first part you now understand the key takeaways from this book. To help you remember them, we will send you three interactive summaries that accompany this episode to empower you to remember those key takeaways at the moment of truth. And then to really embed the knowledge from this episode, you can use the dedicated digital action log to set a time and a date to go out into the big bad world and deliberately practice the key takeaways. For all of this and for all of our podcast episodes, head over to mytribal.com. Until next time.